Marketing has become complex, so business owners either put it at the bottom of their to-do list or they don't do it at all. But how can a business expect to grow without marketing? Yet if you think about it, marketing in its simplest form is storytelling, and selling in its simplest form is telling that story to others. So if you feel like you have been committing random acts of marketing, or you don't know what your story is, this is the podcast for you. Your host, Lisa Rabel, the founder, speaker, author, and chief storyteller at Rebel Real Marketing. Let the rebellion begin. Welcome back to the Rebel Girls Guide to Marketing podcast. I am your host, Lisa Rabel, the founder, speaker, author, and chief storyteller at Rebel Girl Marketing. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, What I love about this is that she is not a marketing geek like me, um, but she is a very good business owner. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Jen Stanford, who is the owner and instructor at Club Pilates here in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Absolutely. So what I love about having a business owner on this particular month is that we're talking about the six reasons you need marketing in the first place. So... The, we talked about this last week, so if you didn't hear the podcast, go back and listen to that one. Um, but we talked about the fact that you can use it for brand awareness and product awareness. You can use it for gaining new clients, upselling to existing clients. You can do it for hiring new staff, establishing yourself as a subject matter expert, or if you're launching a new product. Those are the six core reasons. So last week, we talked about the reasons one and two, brand awareness as well as product awareness, and then also um, gaining new clients. So what's interesting is that Jen has been putting up with me for a little over a year now as part of a network that we both belong to. And we've been talking about marketing on and off. And I am one of her customers at Club Pilates as well. So as Jen doesn't like it when I say this, but I said it last week too, she's actually getting me into my pants that I haven't gotten into about six years because... I'm getting into shape, thank God. Um, After COVID, we all had a little bit of work to do. So what I want to do today is question Jen of how she perceives marketing. What is her experience? What I find interesting is that a lot of business owners really don't have any, very little or any marketing training before they start their business. And you have to kind of learn along the way, kind of like me in finance. So what happens is that I want to, we're going to go through Jen's story. So they're not here to listen to me. They're here to talk to you as well, Jen. So, so Jen, tell us about yourself and your business. Yeah. So my name is Jen Stanford. I own with my husband, Mitchell Club Pilates in Brookfield. I have a corporate finance background, so I love numbers, Excel spreadsheets, operations, Pilates, and not marketing. (laughs) That's how I feel about finance. So We're perfect matches for each <laughs> exactly. other. Exactly. We send each other off. <laughs> yeah, so Club Pilates, tell us what that is. Club Pilates is a equipment Pilates studio. We have 12 uh, stations in each uh, studio. We are part of a franchise, so we're a franchise location, and we offer group reformer uh, Pilates classes. So we offer almost 60 classes a week of group classes and then private Pilates instruction as well. Yeah, it's amazing. If you've never tried Pilates and you're thinking about it, seriously, go find a club Pilates. They're amazing. So 
I find it interesting, like we talked about, like you, I mean, how much marketing experience did you have or how much marketing training did you have before you started Club Pilates? My marketing experience was limited to one class that I took as part of my MBA program, and I can't remember what I did in that class. (laughs) Which is so true, because most people really only have like one class, either in high school or college about marketing, and that's all the training that they have. And quite honestly, just like my accounting classes, I passed. I don't remember a thing from that class, though. So again, that's why you hire an accountant. But it's interesting because before you started your business, before you started your business, like, what did you think about marketing? What did you think marketing was? Um, a shiny object that I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Rainbows and unicorns. Rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> the lofty thing that uh, was elusive to me. Yeah, because it's so funny because if you can read marketing books and you can like read articles and you can talk to people about marketing, but it seems to be this like elusive, big, huge thing that you can't really grasp. Right. Because there's nothing tangible about it in a lot of ways. It's more of a concept versus an actual like process. Until you learn what the process of marketing is, then you're like, oh, okay, then I got this. Yes. Yeah. And I also, marketing people like to have fun with their numbers as well. So as a, as a finance person, I wasn't sure how to correlate marketing to numbers. Yeah. The ROI on marketing is, I just actually put a, um, on LinkedIn, I put out a survey and one of the questions was, what is frustrates you? What's the most frustrating thing about marketing? And the most common answers, like 50% of the answers are not being able to understand the ROI when it comes to marketing. Right. So when I got into marketing, then I was frustrated by the fact that I couldn't calculate ROI. (laughs) (laughs) Because marketing doesn't always have a one-to-one ROI. Exactly. Um, So you've had Club Pilates for four years. Congratulations, by the way. You just celebrated four years. That's amazing. I was there. Had some champagne. Um, So have you made any mistakes? Before you started really learning about marketing in the past, I would say, year or two, is there any mistakes that you made? Probably thinking that I have to do everything. So when we started our business, we had to be on social media. We had to do direct mail. We had to do community events. We had to, we were approached about putting our ads on shopping carts, you name it. Everyone has the perfect solution to my marketing needs and sorting through all of that. So we we spent money where we shouldn't have initially, but now I think we have it somewhat dialed into spending our money where it works for us. Yeah. Because... Again, the reason that chap- this, this chapter is about like why do you need marketing in the first place is you have to figure out what what do you want it to do for you. So I talked last week about the fact that a lot of times people think that they always need new customers, but sometimes they don't have a capacity for new customers. And I think you're at that phase right now, right? Correct. Yeah. We're not looking to grow our current member base at this point because we want all of our members to be able to take classes. And so we're limited by capacity right now. Right. So that's all about the customer experience stays really positive and a really good customer experience because you don't have so many customers you can't get into classes, which, by the way, is why I did quit the last club I belonged to is because I could never get into the yoga classes that I wanted to. I could never get into um, there's another one that was I didn't like spin classes. I hate spin classes. And like you said, it's a bad customer experience. So when people start having that experience, they tell their friends, less people want to come. It's not 
an overall good approach for running your business. Yeah, you can only run on the t- treadmill and like, you know, lift weights so long until you get bored with that and you want to do something else. So I, I love it. And I love the fact that I got in before you got to the point where you stopped taking in new customers. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So what we talked about with this is that um, over the past year and a half that we've known each other, basically, you know, you've been talking to me as well as some other marketing professionals in our in our network over the last year and a half, as we've been, we've gotten to know each other, you've been talking to me as well as other marketing professionals in our network. So what's the, what's the one epiphany that you've had, that one thing that was like your aha moment about marketing in general? I always thought that marketing, the past four years of my business, was who I was paying and who, where I was spending my money. I didn't think of it as a bigger picture approach than that. Oh, I love that because that is a huge misconception. People, I, I'm i on this movement, I'm on this mission to have business owners realize that marketing is not a task. Marketing is a mindset. Marketing is about every time you show up someplace or every time you pull into a customer's location, everything you do is marketing. So that doesn't mean that everything you everything that's marketing is paid for, right? A conversation that you had or the pitch that you give at a networking event that's all marketing. It's all, everything in marketing is marketing in my opinion. And that's not just because I'm a marketing geek, but it's because I truly think that how you're perceived is, is your branding and you need to be cognizant of that. So I love the fact that you've come to realize that you don't have to spend money per se and still make a marketing difference. And I love that as a finance person. <laughs> <laughs> and a business owner. Spend less money, make more impact. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. <laughs> Well, and that's funny because I in the book, The Rebel Girl's Guide to Marketing um, book, I talk about the fact that if you read a book on email marketing, that's like your answer to marketing. If you read it on digital, that's the answer to marketing. I mean, everybody's, and it's not true. I mean, you have to find out where your audience lives. And before you do that, you have to figure out who your audience is, but those are chapters in the future. Let's go back to why you need marketing in the first place. Let's go back to the six core reasons why you need marketing in the first place. Now, in the first four years, you were building your clientele. So you needed more clients. We talked about that and how you're at capacity for that. So what are the two, what are the two things? Because I always talk about even though there's six core reasons, pick two and just focus on those two because otherwise it dilutes your message and it confuses your audience. So what two things now that you're at capacity for clients, are you working on? So we're working on upselling our current clients. So that means that we have our group classes. We're full on group classes, but we have a private training room that sits largely unutilized. And so we're working on promoting the idea that we have private training and clients can take advantage of that as well. Yeah. And how are you going to do that? We have a assessment day coming up, so we're going to offer free 25-minute assessments. There are 12 of them stacked in a row with three different instructors. So those are all free, which will um, bring awareness around our private training room and then hopefully give people a taste of what that feels like, looks like, so that if they'd like to do more interested in it, they can buy that. Yeah, what I find interesting about the, the Pilates personal training, because I've had personal fitness trainers you know, most of my life, because I've been an athlete most of my life, my life, so coaches, personal trainers, is that in Pilates specifically, 
The smallest adjustment in how you're doing a move makes such a big difference. And I think that people will get better results once they have that private training and understand how to how to tell when that's when they're when they are or not doing that specific move. So and you can injure yourself is the same way. And doing Pilates the right way avoids injuries as well. So I think that's a great idea. So what's the other reason besides upselling existing customers? We're looking to grow our team as well. So we would like to add more Pilates instructors so that we can hopefully provide a few more classes. Our schedule is getting pretty full. There's only so many hours in a week, but more Pilates instructors and grow our team so that we can service our customers the best we can. Yeah. And the whole point about about using marketing to grow your team is you've got a culture there. I mean, your instructors are all so nice, even when they're making me painful (laughs) movements, not painful, but like, you know kicking my ass on the Pilates machines. (laughs) But you can Uh, fit in your pants now. But I can fit in my pants now. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, but they're so nice about it and they explain things so well and in a way that, that is, that the the average everyday person can understand it. They're not using a lot of technical terms and that's great, but that's part of the culture. Your instructors are not people who like, well, I'm the instructor and you got to listen to me. They're more like, hey, they're gentle and they're kind and they're sweet and they're funny. So it's a culture you're building while you're building your team and your marketing is going to reflect that. Right. Yeah. And we're proud of that culture. We worked hard to develop that and we believe that Pilates is for everybody, regardless of size, fitness level, injuries, experience. And so that's what we work to embody with our instructors. And we, like you said, we would need our, any, anyone that joins our team would have to have those qualities. Yeah. And that's what marketing, that's why marketing to, to, increase your team is about is like knowing what you're going to say to attract the people that fit into that culture. It's, it's like, it's the same thing as if you know who your ideal client is, you need to use the language that attracts that ideal client. The same thing happens for when you're recruiting, when you're, you're looking for that ideal team member, you use the language that those people are going to resonate with. So that's, I love that. That's so great. All right. Here's a great time to take a pause, take a deep breath, and have a message from our sponsor. If you want to get started with podcasting today, but you don't know where to start, I've got just the thing for you, Spotify. Spotify for podcasters is a free app on iOS and Android. This app is specifically designed to help you get started with simplicity. It will also distribute your show to other platforms like Apple Podcasts and, well, Spotify. So to get started today, check out the link in the description, Spotify. A better way to podcast. Now back to today's episode. So let's talk about the fact that you're at capacity with your existing clients. So what do you think worked best to get people to walk into the studio? To get them to walk into the studio with a free intro class. So Reformer Pilates is very mysterious to a lot of people. And especially in Wisconsin, it's mysterious to a lot of people. So it's very popular on the coast, maybe in Chicago, but not not very much in Brookfield, Wisconsin. So we offer the free intro class for them. They have a 30-minute experience on three different pieces of equipment so that they can meet the team, be on the equipment, see how their body feels afterwards. Yeah, because if you walk into it, it... A lot of pulleys and ropes and springs and things like that. And you're always like, what is going on? But... That intro class really sold me. I mean, I was always interested, kind of like, is it for me? But once I did that intro class, I mean, it was like, oh, this is a lot easier than I anticipated. Not easier, but a lot 
easier to it's understand. Attainable. It's attainable. That's yeah. the perfect word. Exactly. <laughs> And it demystifies that experience. So you know, now you know, okay, I like that. I think I can do it again. Whereas if we, you know, didn't offer that, people wouldn't come to the studio. It's an experience. You have to experience it to be, want to do more. And your marketing shows that too, because the, the social post that you use actually shows video and movement of how to use the equipment. And, and it's so funny because, um, you know, people go, well, I can't do that. But once you get on the reformer and you do it yourself, you're like, oh, this, I can absolutely do that. So, right. Yeah. It's a very much of an experiential aspect of things. Yeah. So that's what works best for us. Getting them in there, getting them in the door. Once they're in the door, you're, they're usually hooked. Like yeah. yourself. <laughs> like myself. And what I love is that I, the other thing I love about it is that, um, in every class, there's so many different, like there's different people. It's not the same people all the time. The instructors, even though you're doing kind of the same thing, the class is never the exact same. So just the way I, I compare it to is like I took a Zumba class at the club that I used to belong to, and it was the same movement, the same dances every single time. Right. And it got really boring after like class number three. Exactly. Because, I mean, it was good. Maybe that's a good one that you have to repeat it. But it was like, no, I want something different. And every class I've ever gone to never felt like any other class that I've ever been to. And so what's great about that is that your marketing, it reflects back on your marketing is the same way. You can have the same end experience, but if people digest things different ways, so you have to do things differently all the time. Do you see that segue here? I turned your Pilates into marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about using the senses. So what, what Jen and her team does is that when you walk in the door, you know, it's a very welcoming environment. So you use she they actually use the five senses that I don't even know about, is that, you know, it's about Smell. It doesn't stink like a gym in there, which is a, a reason. Yeah, it's a huge plus. And there's been so many places that I've gone to fitness places and you walk in and you're like, whoa, somebody's been working out in here. It's not like that at all. Um, it's it's always very clean and bright and pleasing. And you, you know, you got the audio, you got the fun music going on. I mean, you use a lot of the senses. And obviously during your anniversary week, we got yeah. Cookies and coffee we got, and we got champagne. We don't need to, people to start licking the reformers, though. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Occasionally we have treats. <laughs> Occasionally there's treats. And they have water there, that filtered water. I oh, love that. Oh, there you go. The yeah, water is that. very delicious. It with is electrolytes. Good. I know. It's so funny because I usually go with an empty container. I'm like, oh, I'll just fill up there. Their water's better than mine. Yeah, a lot of people do that. <laughs> so, again, you're using the five senses to keep people engaged. And so I, you know, you're actually doing marketing without even realizing it, which is why I say everything is marketing. You don't even know that you're having a positive client experience that you've built in your studio. It's awesome. It is, it's crazy because I didn't even think of that as marketing. I know. That's why I say everything is marketing <laughs> because I'm a marketing geek. Anyway, um, but it's what I think is funny is that once you get people in the studio, though, like you get them there with the free intro classes, do you have a pretty high closing ratio of people signing up? Yeah, we generally do. That's cool. So the, for the listeners, here's what I want you to do. As you're listening to Jen's story and you're thinking about, like, how can I apply this to my personal business, right? So if you have an experiential job, like let's say you're a, 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 a business coach or a life coach or you're a public speaker, something that people have to experience you for, is your marketing giving giving your audience, your target audience, that experience. So for me, 
obviously I have the podcast because, well, you're listening to it. But I also have what's called points to ponder on my social media, which is once a week. And I give you one thing to think about for that week. And so you experience my subject, being a subject matter expert, but you also experience what I'm like when I when I talk to an audience. So as a speaker, this is a good medium for me. Points to ponder is I've been a guest on many podcasts. And so it's like, are they experiencing you the way you want them to experience you? If you have a product, is there a way that you're using your marketing to, ex- to the best of the ability as marketing can go to experience that product as well? You want to know why the people are always in a car driving the cars instead of the car just standing there in a you know drone going around it? No, you want to get the feel of what it's like to drive that car. The same thing with you know pouring a beer into a glass or a soda into a glass or showing a like a food product and you know the steam coming off of like that baked potato or steak or I must be hungry. <laughs> I did eat lunch. It all sounds very good. Right? But you want to exp- it's experiencing the product. Um, you know, the same thing goes for it doesn't matter what the what the product is, but ask yourself. In my marketing, are, is my target audience being able to, as to the best of my ability my marketing could do, experience what I'm selling? You know, testimonials are great. A lot of legal firms have testimonials in their marketing because it's not just about the lawyer saying, aren't I wonderful? It's about like, yeah, this person did this for me. So I want you to think about that when it comes to why do you need marketing in the first place? If you're growing your clientele because you need more clients, if you're trying to upsell your clientele, do they really have that experience and how what the benefits are and what problems you're solving for them? All right. Is there anything we didn't talk about you wanted to talk about, about your marketing and well, experiences? if I'm going to piggyback on your experience, that's the whole reason we're doing the uh, private training assessment day, so they can experience. Mm-hmm. Now it's all blending together, the upselling, and we're giving them the experience of what that might look like. So it's all, everything's meshing together now. Yeah. It's amazing how that happens. What's funny about it is that um, one thing that you have to have as a business owner, which Jen obviously has in spades, is an open mind. Because just because it's worked in the past doesn't always mean it's going to work again. It is a completely different way that people buy and digest information pre and post COVID. And if you're still doing the things that you did three, four years ago, and it's not working, I'd like you to maybe open your mind a little bit and see if there's a different way that you can reach your audience. So Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And as a guest, I'm going to give you a free book, signed book of the Rebel Girls Guide to Marketing. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate being here and thank you for the book. Oh, absolutely. And I look forward to getting my butt kicked tomorrow morning by your instructors. So they'll take good care of you. I know they always do. All right. If you haven't ever tried Pilates, Club Pilates in Brookfield is the place to go Um, or there's other locations. And also... If you are looking for information on marketing and you just don't know where to start, check out the Rebel Girls Guide to Marketing book that can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and other online retailers near you. Until next week, have a great week. Cheers.